Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. He goes, good morning, and how are you this morning? I'm all the way down to wonderful, Mary. Good. <laughs> all right, who has praise to kick things off? Daryl does. Go ahead. I uh, was watching my shop that the good Lord gave me for one dollar almost 14 years ago get painted. And it turned out pretty. It did, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> what color did you paint it? Same as it was? Sir? Paint the same color? No, sir. Sky blue, pink, purple polka dots. No. 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 Navy blue. <laughs> navy blue. And uh, seal gray for the trim. Okay. Navy and gray. Really, I thought maybe it was a little dark, but wow. It looks great. <laughs> You don't ever want to be the lowest estimate. No, you don't want to be the low guy. Because you probably miss something if you're the low guy. <laughs> Almost sure that you have missed something. Well, I took the lowest estimate on the bay door that was installed. We had cut a hole in the wall and put a big roll-up bay door. I took the lowest estimate there. And the worst that happened was where he cut the gutter, didn't seal up good, and got a drip. And uh, some of the metal flashing that trims the door out still has that plastic wrap on it. And you can't get that off so easy once it's screwed down. To the uh, you're right about that. So it took us a while to get that plastic. You're off. right about That's that. That's worse than that. So, praise the Lord. Yeah. Who else has praise? Jerry does. I made it here today. Amen. Amen. That's crazy. We have t- two and a half new guests. <laughs> hey, I'll praise the Lord for that. Yeah. yeah, this is the praise part. This is the part Jesus gets. Uh, this is the most important thing we do. Sherry was next. Um, I got to spend the day with my um, sister and brother-in-law yesterday, and I had bought some ceiling fans for my house, my rented house, and they kind of put them up for me. And the sweet set that I bought the kids at Christmas time got put up and everything. All right, good. Had a good, day with my sister. good, Bob. How'd your monster go this week? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I had uh, a brain disconnect on that. Uh, the the loop is in uh, some discomfort. That's I mean it's it's very mild, moderate. Uh, my son was worried about it, I think, more than I was. I got full range of movement in both arms and everything. I don't, I'm not. So what is this thing they installed? Is this like a, just some wiring or what? Pacemaker. It's, uh, it's set up on Bluetooth. And the appliance is that long and maybe three-eighths thick. Can we, like, play music on you now or, you know, or... But I tell you what, if, if you're talking to me, be leery of what you say. You might be talking to the NSA. Guard my you know, guard my heart. I I, I would you know if I gotta say something in private, you know, or somebody has to say something to me in private, I'm getting a lead shield. So is that a pacemaker or a No, no, it's it's none of the above. All it's doing 
it, it's a monitor. It's like when, when you go in a hospital and they put those little sticky patches on you and you see your heartbeat and your heart rate, respiration, and everything like this. This thing can't stay in for 10 years. You can buy a watch that does that, so. Yeah, you know, I thought but, uh, but it's done and, and you survived it. Did they put you, did they put you, did they put you out or was it a local anesthetic? No, it was local. Uh, and uh, doctor was cracking jokes. It was terrible jokes. Terrible jokes. Lisa, what's your... No, I, was, I was having a good time. Okay. All right. Success. Yes. Um, I'm really grateful to the Lord that um, during this first week of Zach's move in Waco, um, when all these things were happening that we probably would have gotten angry about earlier that God was just showing like he was in, he was like the house that he got online from out of town because he can't like or, um, uh, was awful and right and drug, ground zero is what the movers said they said we're not a passenger here not gonna no we're not even unloading it and um, so we called the guy the rental guy um, we got to move his stuff into a beautiful home that's probably 80 to 100 years old and it's got all the wood floors and the wood ceilings and they're like 10 feet up or 11 feet up and it's really nice but there was no refrigerator, no stove, no hot water heater because they weren't ready to rent it and it was still kind of under construction so it was very dirty and uh, now I'll need to go back this week to um, actually unpack if they're finished But um, and he's doing well He's like he could walk from from here to Tammy, maybe without a walker. But they still don't know why uh, why that happened. But. Okay, Tammy, what's your praise? I am thankful that I was able to connect and communicate with my sister that we haven't talked since before COVID. Oh wow! And she's That's been drug free for. Two years, and it took very extreme measures that intervened because she got an infection in her spine and got paralyzed. Wow. And she's in a nursing home, but she's doing better. She still can't walk, but she, she can use her upper body, so. Okay. Well, that's, that's rough. There's a lot of people going through some rough stuff right now. Daryl, what's your praise? taught us that the Lord wants us to prosper and that, that he teaches more than one form of income, multiple forms of income. Yeah. Well, I have three now. And the third arm of that has been blessed lately. Uh, I buy and sell cars, and so the Lord's blessed us with selling them pretty quick for real good profit margin. Uh and the good thing about that is I've been witnessing to a friend about tithing. And so when you're faithful about it and you do it with a cheerful heart, the Lord's going to bless that. Amen. Amen. You know, he's going to. And so he has, and I get to, he's not here this morning. And I'm looking for him. But I get to share that with him as soon as that's in. I probably marked this on the calendar. Oh, yeah. I remember the day you told me you weren't even thinking about that. I have a phrase myself. 
Uh, actually, we'll be starting home team back up uh, on the 12th. One of the favorite dinners that we have at home team is uh, hogwild chili. My youngest son and I got to, we got to spend a couple of days in the country. And uh, both of us got a nice fat hog. and it's, So I'll have more ground pork to put in a hogwild chili. It's free range pork. So. That's right. Yeah. It's free range corn fed pork. Yeah. Yeah. Well, corn and well. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, Nathan and I had a great time, and uh, we got to spend some time in a, out there, and it was kind of a new experience. We were hunting with our thermal scopes, where you, you know, in pitch black, you can see them light up like better than daytime, and it's it pretty, it's pretty cool. It was a great, great time we had. Anyway, that's my praise for last week. Mary, what's yours? Yeah, I just want to praise God and thank Him for my birthday. Had a wonderful birthday. Happy birthday. My, ch- my children took me out to lunch, dinner. All right. Breakfast. My grandson took breakfast. So it was so beautiful. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what are you going to give me for my birthday? And we did it. Amen. Amen. Cool. <laughs> All right, Clarissa, what's yours? I just want to praise the Lord that He's uh, brought my mom into the praise team. Amen. So cool. We all get blessed by that. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, uh, I, I praise Him for definitely getting me there because I was trying to get my way out of it because I was so scared. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I praise God for the people He puts in my life that pushes me. Amen. Yep. Pushy people. Yeah. Praise, praise the Lord for pushy people. It's not, it's not Clarissa. Not this time. Praise Amen. The Lord for encouragers. Amen. Brenda, what's your praise today? I just want to praise the Lord that I got to go Friday and. Saturday, spend the day with my daughter. It was her birthday yesterday. Thirty-two years old, and the two grandbabies are growing and just playful, and you know, got to spend a lot of time. grandbaby time. Yeah, that's 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 cool. That's cool. Uh, Jeannie, go ahead. Um, this is a thank you and a praise from my sister. Um, her pet sitting business is taking off, and she also got a call from um, a client from her old boss that wanted her to work for them. A stay-at-home working job. Multiple sources. She'd be able to do both jobs if she gets out. What's your price, Sherry? You got another one? The pricing, it's good to see it growing and it's good to see Lisa back up there. Yeah, amen. That it is. Oh, yes. That it is. Gilbert, go ahead, buddy. I wish I could say. For Lighthouse Baptist Church, the other thing is that uh, sometimes we make plans and uh, our objectives uh, we have our own ideas, but he changes them. And yeah. They work out better. <laughs> yeah, they mean they do. <laughs> and then today you brought up the remembrance of the Lord. And to me, uh, in studying that word, remember, uh, you bring yourself and reassociate uh, in a matter of speaking, you present it back into your existence uh, what has happened. And usually we associate that with time past, but in truth of the matter, we basically relive it or re-experience it. Okay. I think I understand most of what you just told me. 
it's a little early. Anybody, everybody get that? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Don't leave it out. This is the part Jesus gets. The rest is what you get. All right. All right. Okay. Proverbs 31. We've, we've come all the way four and a half years through Proverbs to down to chapter 31. Well, you can't get in a hurry if you're going to study Proverbs. I mean, you can. You're just not going to get a lot if you don't, if you don't take your time and figure it out. The words of King Lemuel. I've been reading commentaries on Lemuel. One commentator thinks that it was a prince from a neighboring country, which doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, another one says that he thinks it's a, for lack of a better way to describe it, a pet name that his mother gave him. That The name that she called her son, the son of her vows. What my son, what's the son of my womb, and what's the son of my vows? We almost know for a fact, as about the best we can, that this is talking about King Solomon. This is him. In chapter 4, he's talking about what his father taught him, and now he's telling us what his mother taught him. Lemuel, uh, you know, how many of you have pet names for your kids? This is not their regular name. Knucklehead, is that what yours was? <laughs> King Caleb. I had some pet names when I was a kid. My brothers pretty well took care of that. Now that I'm away from all that, I'm kind of, that's another praise that I don't wear those pet names I had when I was a kid. There's one of them that did turn out to be a, a little bit prophetic, and one of them was Boss. They called me boss when I was a little guy. I don't know if I was bossy or not, but that's what they called me. Anyway, uh, Lemuel is probably his mom's pet name for him as he's a kid growing up. And, and he has, by sentiment, uh, kept it and uses it here, right here in God's Word. The words of King Lemuel. The prophecy that his mother taught him starts in verse 3, the advice. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. There is a lot in the Bible about ways which destroy kings. Uh, there are things that people in leadership cannot do. It's just not in the program for them. I'm not saying they are not capable of doing it. I'm, I'm saying that as a pastor, there are things I just can't do. Just real simple. There's things I can't do. Is it sinful to do certain things? Not necessarily. But leadership has requirements that have to be met if you're serving the Lord. And kings are in place to serve the Lord. I don't know if you realize it, but every world leader today is in his position because he's put there by the Lord. This is why I don't get as excited as about the elections as I used to. Because it's frankly under control. Amen. Hmm. Amen. It's 
And you say, well, how can you say that? Look at what some of these leaders are doing. Uh, I read an article this week about a congressman defending their abortion position. And he told this person that it is cheaper to kill babies than it is to raise them. Can you imagine anyone in leadership being that? That's 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 not only immoral. That's amoral. I mean, that's without any morality at all. It's it's just it's just crazy. But that's out there. The Lord could stop abortion tomorrow. He could. Why do you think He doesn't? Because He can work it for good. I guess. Well, I've thought a lot about it over the last 45 years since I've known Jesus. And the number of little babies that have been murdered in their mother's wombs since I've known Jesus is astronomical. Gilbert? There's a comment, God gives us free will and choice. The day of uh, atonement will have to come to that point. And yeah. then the answers will come out from God, not from man. There's an awful lot of things to be considered in that, but there is one thing that I keep coming back to, and that is that every one of those babies is with Jesus right now. Every one of them. This idea that that babies don't go to heaven unless they're sprinkled by some religious hierarchy. It's just some absurd stuff up there. But the Bible's pretty clear on this. Really clear on this. There's hands coming up. Uh, Daryl and then Lisa. Go ahead. When I hear things like, why does God allow like... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of things. Why does God allow these diseases and cancers in these little babies? And I think that, and this, this is just what I'm getting from what I know about the Lord, which is scratching the surface even. When we have our own free will, we've made these decisions that set forth all these other things that cause an effect maybe, that if God was to intervene and make himself a liar in certain ways, then he can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Am I getting somewhere close to Well. Well, go ahead. All right, Lisa, go ahead. Okay. Um, so I stand up so you can hear me. Um, a few years ago, I think it's been five years since little Paul was killed, is that right? Yeah. Okay, when his grandson uh-huh. was killed at the age of 26. <laughs> and of course, everybody was devastated. And I, I, it was really odd the way God prepared us because he had gotten up at about four to work on the message. And for some reason, uh, at like 4.05, God said, get up and get dressed. So I got up and got dressed, and at 5... Something we got a phone call from Linda, uh, and I was able to go directly to her house. But we were, I was studying my Bible later that afternoon, and God gave her this verse, gave me this verse for her. It's Isaiah 57 1. The righteous perishes, and no man lays it to heart or understands it. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. God knows. What he's saving from. Yeah. So, 
it's a whole different way to look at someone's you know, we know we know when the Bible talks about the righteous, it's talking about saved people. And when it's talking about the wicked, it's talking about lost people, unsaved people. But however, there is no one more righteous than an innocent baby. Amen. You don't get you don't get more so than that. Go ahead, Bob. Well, just in the very beginning, Adam and Eve they chose sin, right? God allowed them to choose because by allowing them to choose like he was, we are allowed to choose God. We are supposed to choose God and he gives us that option because without a real mm-hmm. choice, it's not real love. God chooses Amen. us. Amen. Choose him. No glory. That's absolutely right. Sherry? Um, well, we know God's the author of life and death and everything and I went through one of my children in an abortion and I was real angry. A special friend of mine pointed out to me God knows, knew, before he put that baby in there, what was going to happen ahead of time. Yeah. And so it helped me get through it. Yeah. Jerry. I can't call chapter and verse on it, but in Ecclesiastes, Solomon writes to us, uh, I've seen the righteous die in their youth, and I've seen the wicked prolonged in their wickedness. And that we can't, we can't know why. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you is you're going to see, if you know Jesus, you're going to see. You may not see it soon. Maybe a thousand years from today, or a thousand years from five hundred years from today. I don't know. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And even the lost, even the wicked, will bring glory to God. They will. There's just a lot of things that we're not uh, we're not made, equipped, smart enough, wise enough, whatever, however you want to term it. We just don't have what it takes to understand. That's why trusting the Lord becomes really important after you're saved. I mean, it's really important before you're saved because it's the only way you can get saved, to put your trust in Him. But after you're saved, you really need to learn to trust Him. Amen. You really need to learn to trust Him. All right, we started out talking about there are things that uh, people in leadership, it's just not fit for them to do. Now, we're talking about kings here. And his mother uh, is not only wise, but she loves him. She's, she wants him to succeed, and she's telling him what to look out for. And he, she, the first thing she says to him is, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroy the kings. Now, in Deuteronomy, there's a lot said about what destroys kings. And it really boils down to listening to somebody else's advice except the Lord. Now, that's what destroys kings. We've seen some presidents destroyed, congressmen destroyed. They're not kings, but they're pretty, they're pretty high up governmental. And it usually boils down to not listening to the advice from the Word of God. When we have a president that's reading his Bible, we have really been given a gift. Uh, Gilbert and then Clarissa. Uh, it's interesting your comment. Uh recently put in 
made a, a speech to the Russians that uh, the West is supposedly the culprit for this destruction that's going on over there. And then he brought God in the picture on top of it. And he says that God sees everything and so he's being blinded by his own perspectives of views and light. Yeah. A lot of that going around. And he's going, uh, you know, perspectively he's uh, being eaten away from everybody, politics, the Russians, and governments, even China is telling him, hey, back off, man, just have a ceasefire. But uh, he's been strong and eminent in his world of minion ideas. Yeah, yeah. Clarissa? Uh, just when you said listening to someone other than the Lord, it made me think, you know, the, head, the husband's supposed to be the head of the family and the leader. Yeah. And, you know, if it's not in the right order, yeah. If he's not listening to God first, like then you know, he can easily destroy the family. Yeah. Did you come wrong path? Yeah. You uh you can destroy your family, gentlemen, by doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. It's nothing. There's lots of evil that you can do that'll that'll speed up the process, but doing nothing will get it done. There are things in leadership. She says to him, nor thy ways that, to that which destroyeth kings or to, that destroys families. Or, I mean, we could come up with a lot of things, a lot of, quote, ways that families are destroyed. And we would be here till time to leave and not have touched anything else because that is an inexhaustible subject. It's not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Why? Lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Alcohol perverts judgment. You say, well, if you drink too much of it, and that's true. And I know that, and I know that, and of course we were talking about this last week as well. And I know that biblically to drink wine or to drink alcohol is not in and of itself a sin. It's not sin to drive your car into a tree necessarily, is it? I said it's not necessarily a sin to drive your car into a tree. Just not a... Just not a really good idea to do. There's a whole lot of things that are not in and of themselves sin that Christians have no business doing. One of the uh, commentaries that I was reading, I was trying to just look for other perspectives on some of these things. And he said, he said, you could write this. It is not for Christians, O Lemuel. It is not for Christians to drink wine or for young Christians strong drink. Are we kings? We are. We are. That's, that's who we are. We're children of the king. If you want to call me Prince Charles, I'll live with it, I guess. You might not. Other people might not know who you're referring to, but, but uh, that's who we are. It really is who we are. And there are, there are things 
that not just the pastor, but there are things that no Christian has any business participating in. Period. So what are some of those things that no Christian has any business participating in and can you prove it? Okay, Bob, let's see what you got. Public houses, uh, drinking establishments, it, it, it tarnishes your testimony if you're in, now, uh, at Applebee's or something like that, it, it's, I don't consider that. But I'm talking a legitimate bar that just serves spirits primarily. Okay. That, that's a wrong place to be. Okay. All right. Somebody catches you coming in or going out. Bob was talking about how, how the appearance affects your testimony. We should abstain from all appearance of evil. That's what the scripture says. Who else? Is, is that it? Go ahead, brother. I would just say from practice, there's a, no good example of anything that comes from drinking. You can't name one. Yeah. 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 Gilbert? Uh, Satanists astute in that. He even had uh, the temple priest of the Jews go wayward where Jesus even called them children of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Pharisees, leaders of the synagogues, as corrupt as you could possibly imagine. Lisa? Basically anything that people can get addicted to, whether it's, I don't know, you can get addicted to video games because it hits that opioid pleasure center. We learned all this at a yeah. rehab place for work. But um, it's a, and God doesn't say don't drink. He says don't be under the influence of anything except that of the Holy Spirit. So that covers anything you can get addicted to. Anything that will affect your behavior or your thinking um, <coughs> instead of the Holy Spirit being the one that you're being led by. Yeah. And if I okay. have a scripture that says... All right, things that... Scripture that says not to be under the influence of anything except the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk on wine, it's dissipation. Yeah. Ephesians, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Clarissa. Like pornography. There's no place for that in the life of a Christian. Amen. 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 True. Mike? The love of money. Yeah. Putting that above God. That's real easy. Absolutely. That one and pornography would probably run neck and neck. Yes. This this world is sold out on that kind of sin. Gilbert, go ahead. Uh, Prescribes. Desolate sins, the seven-day sins. Yeah. Well, there are things that in and of themselves might not be sin. I think pornography pretty much is going to get all those bases covered, but uh, that in and of themselves might not be uh, sin, but we don't have any business doing those things. It's not for kings. It's not for children of the king. And there are a lot of them. There are uh, the what would Jesus do bracelet. Gary? Pastor, there's a number of places in the scripture where it talks about uh, eating and drinking until your heart's married. 
Yeah. And get no negative connotation. Where it say drunkenness, drunkenness is wrong. Drunkenness is always wrong. Yep. It talks about eating and drinking too hard. Uh, I just got through reading in a, a, a First Chronicles twelve. 38-39. And the men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all of Israel. And all the rest of Israel also were a perfect heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days eating and drinking for the brethren had prepared for them. Yeah. They drank three straight days. That's what it says, right? Eating and drinking. Eating and drinking. That's what it says. By the way, the uh, almost always, I, I, I can't guarantee that it's always because I haven't done the research to that degree, but almost always is uh, anytime drinking is discussed in the scriptures, it's always accompanied by food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's true. Most of you former heathens know what it's like to drink without food. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah, there's a really big difference. Go ahead, boys. It's right here. It's it's right in verse six. That makes me like I don't know because like you see people all the time that you know have a like they're depressed or they have they have like some like real big sadness and I feel like oh we give them alcohol maybe they're going to become an alcoholic and that's how they're yeah. going to deal with their sadness for like going on and on and you don't want to you know like introduce that to somebody I, I've had a hard time with like when yeah. does that scripture apply well uh, well I mean you can I can pretty much guarantee you it's not talking about your brother or sister in Christ well I've come to the conclusion that Satan is captain of the cruise ships so it's oh, talking yeah. about not your brother or sister in Christ, but that makes it even more nonsense to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that makes me think. That's that, that, that makes me think. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. That's a great and when they come off of it, giving them a certain amount of alcohol is necessary in order for them to not go into the DTs and not, not lose their life in the process. There you go. So, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Well, if we're on a wagon train and one of you needs your leg amputated, I'm going yeah, to give you alcohol. <laughs> Before I do. I don't think like it's apocalypse and there's no hospital. I don't know no if that would be considered a heavy heart, you know? Better late than never. Aww. The one thing that you can get out of this for sure is that drinking alcohol is definitely for somebody else, not us. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. It says it says, let him, let him drink. It doesn't say you drink. Give strong drink and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. He's talking about someone that's not a Christian. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. First he says, give the strong drink to him that's ready to perish. Medicating the dying is being done, has been done historically with alcohol. Okay, so you're saying that is for a Christian, but the next line is not for a Christian. So that doesn't make sense. 
Which which line are you talking about? You're saying give it to them, to ready to perish. You're saying that could be a Christian. Yeah. But yeah. then you're saying the next line isn't for Christians. That, that's, that and wine to those that be of, a, of heavy hearts. Wine is said scripturally to make the heart merry. Not ex- excess of it and, right. and drunk. There's nothing merry about being drunk. I never was much for drinking, even in the early years before I knew Jesus, but I never, ever liked anything close to being drunk. It was just, uh, it was, it's horrible feeling. I mean, it's just not good. There's nothing good about it anywhere. If you're sad and, and you, There are a lot of things I wonder why God put it in the Bible. Right. I'll be honest about you. I, I mean, I, I would have definitely left all that, most of that stuff about David and Bathsheba out. Uh, you know, but, but he didn't ask me. He, he didn't say, he didn't say, Pastor, you want to, you know, you know, Brother Hudson sent me a manuscript and asked me to, you know, to kind of review it and edit it a little bit. And I helped him with a couple of things, but God never saw fit to do that. So, <laughs> Harley, go ahead. You know, maybe I'm just being ridiculous and off the thing, but looking at the verse that he's talking about for those who are getting ready to perish. And the term here has many different meanings, like to perish, die, be exterminated, to destroy, kill, cause to perish. To get I'm going to explain that for you in the sermon later. Oh, no, I'm just no, I really am. It's in, it's in the sermon later. Come on. Arguably... I can see a military practicality of this. If we send a bunch of vodka to Russia. <laughs> the, the history, the history on that, the history on the Russian army and the British army particularly, they are issued rations of vodka yes. and, <laughs> and gin, actually, is the British thing. But that has backfired several times. Anyway, we'll we'll talk a little bit. We'll talk some more about other things that Christians really have no business doing.